went to Arizona State. Right. I'm a sun devil, man. State of the Sun Devils with Jeremy Schnell, Jesse Morrison, and Mitch Bereldis, an Arizona sports podcast. Hello and welcome into another edition of State of the Sun Devils alongside Jesse Morrison and Mitch Bereldis. I'm Jeremy Schnell. Breaking, colon, the Pac-12. <laughs> yeah, it's broken more so than anything else right now. There's four teams left. What's wrong? <laughs> They'll just piece together, you know. They'll they'll find Boise State and San Diego State, and I, I, no. Here's here's the thing: Colorado School of Mines. Right, hold on, hold on. Let's let's before we go any further, let's not bury the obvious lead here. ASU, Arizona, Utah, Big Twelve. That's it. It's Colorado too. next year. Colorado too, but <laughs> the one that is the breaking of today: ASU, Arizona, Utah, Big Twelve. Officially, unanimously approved to the official. Big Twelve. Officially the official. It is officially official, as Ian Rappaport would say on Twitter. <laughs> and not only that, but two other schools in the Pac-12, uh, well, in the Pac-12 for well, the formerly Pac-12, more, <laughs> just a, a little under a year left for them. Oregon and Washington are officially voted in to the Big Ten. Yep. What a crazy day. Um, here's what I here's what I'll say, guys. I thought we were going to come in here and we were going to be pleading. To ASU to please get out of this, this Pac-12, whatever it's going to be. It's not going to be anything anymore. I thought we were going to come in here and be pleading to ASU, telling them, please get out of here. Go away. Go to the wherever, Big 12, Big 10, whatever it may be. And we didn't have to sweat it out this weekend. They did the right thing. Yeah. Unfortunately, they did the right thing. It, I wanted the entire Pac-12 to stay together Going back to last year, I wanted USC, I wanted UCLA, I wanted everyone to stay together because I love the Pac-12 and I love the schools in the Pac-12. However, when there's a sinking ship, you've got to get off of that sinking ship. And they got off of the sinking ship when they had to. And props to ASU for finally making the right decision with an athletic decision and you know, jumping to the Big 12. It's going to be weird. It's going to be an adjustment. But luckily, there's still some, you know, classic ASU rivalries, especially, obviously, the Territorial Cup that we're still going to get to experience with this new conference. And hopefully, uh, you know, some new rivalries come out of this. You made the joke already, though, Jesse. We have a new OSU that we have to refer to from here on out. Correct. No longer Oregon State. It's uh, Oklahoma State. Everybody's favorite tweeter, Mike Gundy, right? No. So wait, so is ASU going to play them now three years in a row? Because they played last year. They're going to play this year. They might play next year. Here's what I think is going to happen, though, is I think like it's going to be a Big 12 West, a Big 12 East. And then they'll sprinkle in a few matchups. Yeah, and they'll sprinkle in a a few matchups. Kind of like what the ACC does. Correct. I just in the Big Ten. I do not think <laughs> the Big Twenty. I I do Isn't not eighteen now. Something like that. <laughs> I I do not think that ASU is going to be traveling to uh, play Central Florida in Orlando what? every year. I want that so bad. I well, do too. Aren't they going to weave it? It's every you play there once, and then the next year you're in the opposite place, and then the third year is an off, and then repeat. That's, right? Yeah, like, I think that's that should be how they do there's it. There's no way that they're sure. going to do only conference games throughout the year. There has to be some sort of like easy competition in the beginning. Anyway, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, oh, yeah of course. There's going to be there's going to be non-conference games still. Like yeah, of course. Like I mean, ASU could still play. 
the other OSU now, Oregon State, <laughs> every now and then, you know, Oregon, uh, Washington, Washington State. Here's what I'll say. People were so upset and bothered about, oh, what about, you know, the rivalries? Oregon State, Oregon might get broken up. Florida and Florida State play every year. Yeah. Like, like all these schools, they'll still be able to play each other on rivalry week, rivalry week every year. Right? Like, I don't think this this is as big of a deal as people are making it out to be. So, it's just so that the schools can get the TV money that they deserve. That's what it's always so, been about. So here's the thing. Here's the thing, as Pablo Torre would say. <laughs> um, some of the rivalries have stayed with moving of conferences and stuff. Some haven't. Some have returned. Hopefully they can keep these rivalries together. Looks like Oklahoma, Oklahoma State will not. West Virginia and Pitt, the backyard brawl, just became a thing again after like a decade of not playing each other. Right. So it's going to be detrimental to some of the rivalries, which is sad. But hopefully that they can work something out to where it doesn't kill too many of the rivalries. And then again, you will get some new ones. So that'll be fun to see. I hope the war on I-4 continues to happen. You guys know what that is? No. The war on I-4. You, you making Florida references does not automatically <laughs> you, you mean you knew know what, what it was. was. Well, okay. <laughs> what else am I supposed to assume that it's related to? No idea what the war on I-4 is. You don't know what the war on I-4 is? No. It's, okay. How about the Mile High Showdown before you explain your two teams? All right. Colorado and Colorado State. I get it. They have not been in the same conference for like <laughs> ever and would still play at yeah. the Broncos Stadium at least once a year. So USF and UCF is what okay, the war on yeah. I-4 for is okay i'm sure that i'm sure that'll still be a rivalry like who knows who knows you don't know but uh, to let's let's continue this discussion about asu we're getting a little too off topic here <laughs> this is huge for the school for the kids and jesse you brought up this point off the air earlier this is going to help their recruiting especially down south yeah it helps with the florida recruiting helps with the texas recruiting because these kids will be playing in those states. Their friends and family can come and see them play on more of a regular basis, whether that's every year or every couple of years uh, is up to, you know, what they end up doing with the scheduling. But, you know, it'll, it'll be really it'll be really good for ASU in those particular uh, states. However, California recruiting, I don't know what happens with that. Here's what I'll say, though, also. I want those kids that weren't recruited by the Baylor, Texas Tech, and all those schools in Texas. Come to ASU. I want them to come to ASU. Come to Tempe. And I want them to play against those schools, and I want them to beat them. Get I, want the, I want those kids with the edge, Jesse. I do too, but I, I also kind of think that they've already tried that with like Southern California players against USC. Yeah. And it worked a little bit. It worked a little bit, but what, what again, what we want and what I want to see out of Arizona State— is for things to work a lot, not just a little bit. I don't want eight and five. I think that Arizona State should be a perennial nine, ten win program, not eight and five. So, well, if anything, they've made it a lot tougher on themselves in the immediate because we've got a first year head coach this year. Next year, we imagine that he's. I don't see any reason as to why Kenny Dillingham wouldn't be retained, but then the expectation is all right. So, if you start Trenton Borgay this year, or if you start Drew Pine, whoever it ends up being. Now you're moving into a brand new quarterback in a brand new conference against a lot of competition that you're not super duper familiar with. And you have to imagine that, at least for today, some of those players have like that small little thought in the back of their head. Not the very front mind thought, but like in the back of their head. Like if you're Jaden Rashada right now, 
and you don't think that it's going to go your way this year. You don't start this year. You come back again next year knowing that you're going to have to go against Big 12 competition? Yeah. <laughs> he wanted to go against SEC competition. Well, this, now it's Big 12. Yeah, which is better than what he was going to go against in the Pac-12 for the most part. Fair enough. Like, but, I mean, and three e- of those even, without te- even without Texas and Oklahoma, because I don't even think Texas and Oklahoma are that great right now as programs. We haven't – Oklahoma had a down year, and Texas hasn't been good. Texas is not back. They're, they're definitely not back. Texas every right? year talks about how they're so, back. But, but again, like, last but again, the national champion, when was that, 07, 08? It was a like lo- 05. I think it was like Vince 05. Young. Yeah, it was Vince Young. Young. Yeah, because yeah. uh, Colt didn't win it there. Um, but no, what I like Baylor and TCU and Oklahoma State, those programs, that's going to be a draw to play against those schools for sure. And I would say besides Baylor being really good that year that uh, when they had the Matt that, Rule. Yeah, when they had Matt Rule. Like they're about on the that same. That was an exciting year for them. Yeah, they're about on the same level as ASU when it comes to football. And they've had some. They've had some really good years. They, yeah, they, I mean, they've, the they've had some scandals year, and stuff. Like, but I mean, like I, I look at these schools and I'm like, I would say ASU is about on the same level as the schools that they're going up against. Here, I have the full and list that they right can here. Compete. The full list right here for next season: the 16 member schools of the Big 12: Arizona, Arizona State, Baylor, BYU, UCF. Cincinnati, Colorado, Houston, Iowa State, Kansas, Kansas State, Oklahoma State, TCU, Texas Tech, Utah, and West Virginia. The Big 12 has a a more recent national champion than any of the Pac-12 schools. UCF won the national championship a few years ago. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, so obviously TCU seems to be the one that sticks out the most, but Cincinnati was, of course, a top four team last year. Mm -hmm. Houston has had a couple of uh, undefeated seasons in the recent years when they were in the um, Conference the USA. Conference. Yeah, the prior conference. Or AAC. The problem is with this conference. A lot uh, of things? No. <laughs> well, it's all over the map. I'm Basketball. Well, basketball, yeah. ASU's kind of hosed, right? Yeah. This, this feels like a massive win for Arizona and Kansas and Houston. And it feels like Arizona State... Well, people we, are going to touch on it later, but I wonder how many d- new decisions they'll have to make as a result of this. Kids are going to want to come play here, right? But Baylor's Baylor, Texas Tech, uh, Houston, Arizona. Who am I missing? All Kansas, these, Kansas, all these. <laughs> Probably the biggest one. Kansas State, <laughs> West Virginia, Press Virginia. It's not going to be Press Virginia anymore. For well, unless he somehow finds his way back, and he apparently didn't resign. I don't know. I'm not here to talk about Bob Huggins. Either way, the recruiting is going to get better for ASU in terms of basketball, I would hope. It's just the competition is going to be so crazy. It's going to be fun to watch, don't get me wrong, but it's going to be tough. But maybe to Jesse's point, going in line with football, you can entice recruits the same way as saying, hey, look at this awesome competition that we get to face year in and year out in what seems to be the best basketball conference as it stands right now heading into 2024. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a fantastic college basketball conference outside of maybe BYU. I don't know what BYU has really done in the college basketball landscape since Jimmer Fredette was there. Here's what I I think when I look at this basketball conference, not only competition, I look at the atmospheres of the different places that they're going to go and play. 
BYU has an insane atmosphere it's when true. it comes to football and college. It's basketball. a good spot in Utah too. Yeah, to be in that Baylor area is building. Baylor is specifically building. I think they're going to open it this fall. A smaller arena so that the atmosphere is right on top of you. Yeah. And, you know, they're, they're going to be – Baylor's the school that, honestly, I'm scared of the most because that school has tradition basketball-wise, men's and women's. Um, they've, you know, they've been a really good basketball program for the past, like, 20 years. Um, Kansas is going to be tough to play against all the time, obviously. This is um, this- Houston is going to be tough, but we'll see how Houston does. I mean, they've kind of been dominating a – lesser conference and on the men's basketball side of things i just i'm very very intrigued to see what asu does to desert financial arena they better make some renovations now because if you you've seen what they got your tv deal now that's for sure you see what they've what they do to allen fieldhouse to keep that place up again new arena at baylor houston i pretty sure has a nice arena um oklahoma state has an iconic arena it's going to be hard to recruit to Desert Financial Arena now, and, and it was hard in the in the Pac-12 because it was probably the worst arena in the conference. It's now the Pack of Four um, for the time being, uh, but we'll have to see what happens to the rest of the teams. Real quick, Mitch. Yes. If you're Stanford, you're you're the team left, right? You're the team that has the TV deal. Mm. Like draw, I mean, you have, I would say you have the pedigree yeah. of the four remaining teams. They the conference still has the big game, so you got Stanford and Cal at the end of the year. Who's fighting for that axe? You know, it's funny you bring up Stanford. So my dad is actually an alum, and after we saw the news about ASU, this was hours ago when we saw that they were applying for the Big Twelve. So this was before they were accepted. I asked him, "How are you doing with all this conference news?" And he says, "Whatever. College sports will not be better because of all this." And he went on to say. Would not be surprised if the Big Ten, 12, or SEC eventually boot out their weakest members so they do not have to pay them. That's a- and I don't think there's any worry about that in the immediate, but this this new media rights deal that Brett Yormark just signed for the Big 12, it only runs through 2030. ASU has six years to kind of prove their staying power if if conferences decide to go in this sort of a direction. You Let's know think mean? about that in six years. I've had a lot on my mind these past couple of days. Look, I do cr- not need to think about mind. that. I was... Yeah, I, I understand that. But again, I just I, I, I'm just not there yet where I want to think about that. I'm just going to think about the n- near and immediate future and what's going to happen. I'm excited for the last year of the Pac-12 and then these new opportunities in the Big 12. That's Wait, how... that's just my my view on things at the moment. How are you excited about this last year in the Pac-12? Oh, because it's going to be like you're going to get to at least it's it's not like they're like, oh, we're going to leave tomorrow. We still get to savor the one last year. We we get a full year of knowing that eight of these member schools are not going to be here. Yeah, but we get to enjoy the, you know, the rivalries and the teams playing each other one last time. We get to. But is anybody else interested in watching that go down? Do we do we think that Big Twelve fans are like rushing to their televisions for Pac twelve? No, but it dark never season. Exactly. It doesn't. So what has changed matter. about that now? For, uh, this is for, just for. We're I, talking about us. They're talking know, about but, me. <laughs> just, I don't know how you can be excited for this season. Like, I've kind of lost all mojo for the Pac twelve in general this year. I'm already thinking about what's going to be better for this university. I, next I'm year. excited seeing Kenny Dillingham's 
team. I'm excited to see what ASU men's hoops can do uh, but after losing all when- of these transfers. I'm excited to see what Natasha Dare can do in her second season here. I'm excited to see what uh, the softball team can do in the the second regime. We uh, haven't even talked about softball yet. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Softball is going to be awesome. Holy smokes. Softball is going to be hard. (laughs) With Oklahoma out of the way now too. Oh, that is true. Oklahoma is is out of the way, but still, that conference is good for softball. Yeah. Here's, Here's what I meant about the whole, how can I be excited about this? They play USC week four. When's the next time they're going to play USC again? That's why you can be excited about it, because it's the last time for a while. I like watching them go against USC, and I like being pissed off at their stupid fight song that they play every single time they get a first down. That fight song sucks. I know it sucks. I said it sucks. Overrated, like Michael Penix Jr. Last game against Cal, but I wasn't already excited about watching them play against Cal anyway, right? Colorado. I don't know. I'm okay. trying to go to that game. The Colorado one is probably the one I'm most excited about outside the Territorial Cup because I cannot wait to see what all of this hype yeah. around Deion Sanders yeah. brings to that program. Plus, then I can poke fun at my brother who's a CU uh, student right now. Yeah. No, I, I but think the, that. But that, outside of that, I'm already thinking about next year. You just year. named like four things year. that you're excited about. Yeah, you're, Mitch, you're, you know what? You know I'm what? a contradictory person. I, I'm, I'm going to call out your BS here, Mitch. You are excited for the last year of the Pac-12. <sighs> Willie Bloomquist's next year at baseball at ASU. How can you not be excited for that? Before he starts bad-mouthing players that want to leave after this Sure. Year? We never got to that for some reason. <laughs> But, uh, I mean, hockey, uh, we will clarify, hockey is still going to the conference that they're going to. They are not going to. <laughs> I don't think there's a Big 12 for hockey unless no. it's a club there's hockey. A, there's a reason that they were already going to that conference. Let's be real. Yes. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. That's super exciting. Oh, Two new the- conferences. <laughs> I'm Mr. Positive today. You know what? I, that's me, Mr. Positive. You should be. This is fun. This is what we wanted. I didn't want the conference to go away. I did not. No. I, I want to. I want to say that right now. I did not want the conference to go away. Neither did I. I just am happy that Arizona State is going to still be a big time player in college athletics for the time being. We saw the writing on the wall last week when Colorado made it official. It was written in Sharpie, and <laughs> we were yelling. At the top of our lungs into these microphones, Get not out. necessarily. Actually, they were in the other yeah, studio. The other micro- Sorry, the other microphones. Th- that studio is going under maintenance right now. <laughs> okay. Anyway, we were yelling at the top of our lungs into microphones, appealing, praying that ASU would also see the writing on the wall in Sharpie. We were pleading, desperate, on our knees, hands in the air, looking up to whatever deity you look up to nowadays. But yes, it's a reprieve at this. Now point. we're here and it's happened and we don't have to be mad about it. We could be sad. You could be sad. I know Mitch. You, well, you, I, you already, talk- I already went on my um, completely utter bad tirade where I contradicted <laughs> myself. Time and time again. <laughs> no, but Mitch, last week you, you talked about how you wanted to come to ASU because it was in the Pac-12. Oh, yeah. I look every college that I applied to coming out of high school was a Pac-12 school. I applied to Washington. I applied to Oregon. I applied to that other school in this state. I applied to Arizona State. What? I, shush, that's a story <laughs> for a different day. I, I mean, I lived in Colorado, and Colorado had just joined the Big 12. So even that could – or not the Big 12. That's what they're doing now. The Pac-12. Yeah. So even that could have been an option if I wanted to stay in state. 
So, yes, it is absolutely heartbreaking. Like Jesse just said, it is heartbreaking that this conference is just dissolved like that. Like Thanos put the freaking Infinity Gauntlet on and Because we get a year of enjoying the conference one more time. Right. You know who's not going to enjoy it? George Klyovkov, okay? Okay, well, he's not gonna I'm sorry. He did a bad job. Year. You know what um, Gambo said earlier, and you can listen to the Burns and Gambo show every day from 2 to 6 on Arizona Shut Sports, up. the local sports leader. Um, Gambo said, does he resign in absolute embarrassment? Before, before the season. Get the limo season? ready, Gambo. Well, Get the limo ready. He or his PR team appear to be going down fighting. Um, Do you guys see the statement that the Conference of Champions Please. or whatever's left of them <laughs> released? Uh, with the Pac-12 logo, by the way. That's, uh, that's cute. Quote, today's news Does it have all inc- the teams on it? No, 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 no. <laughs> Quote, today's news is incredibly disappointing for student athletes, fans, alumni, and staff of the Pac-12 who cherish the over 100-year history of tradition and rivalries of the conference of champions shrug we we that was not part of the quote we (laughs) remain focused on securing the best possible future for each of our member universities but to be honest if i'm picking my own quote out of that quote the best possible future for stanford cal wazoo and osu it's not in the conference of champions or no, whatever I, you want to call this I definitely, conference. I think that Stanford and Cal, they're just going to end up somehow getting into the Big Ten. I agree. And then I think At that, least Stanford is. And I think that Oregon State and Wazoo will go to the Mountain West. That's what I think. Or to Stanford now. I'm or curious, be an independence. I'm curious about the independent angle. Only because Stanford plays Notre Dame every year. And I know Notre Dame kind of gets to tailor on their own schedule as an independent. But putting Stanford on their schedule every single year... Maybe that sort of appeals to Stanford a bit more than, you know, going to well, the Big Ten. You're going to have to join a travels. conference in other sports. Sure. Like, you, you, you're going to have to be in a, in a conference but, for basketball. But here's the, here's the struggle for Stanford. Well, I mean, Notre Dame's in the ACC. Like, yeah, that's, what, that's so. what I'm saying. The struggle for Stanford. They play AC, sorry. They play it, an ACC schedule for football, too. Right. But the struggle for Stanford is because they have to worry about way more sports than most of the average universities do. They have, like, over 30 athletics programs and you cannot just find conferences for every single one of those remember during during 2020 when the when the world was shut down basically they had to cancel like more than close to half of their athletics programs as a result and then they just somehow brought them back like what happens now knowing that they don't have the necessary funding there's still no tv deal for this conference by the way like I, what happens to them and all that? I don't know. I don't know. That's the sad thing because, you know, they love their rowing in uh, the Bay Area. And if they're not going to get their rowing, what are they going to do? No offense to rowers out there, I mean, but guess, what are they going to do without the rowing? I guess UW is in the Big Ten, so I, maybe that's the way to go. I heard something about uh, someone made the observation. Why don't they just join the Ivy League? Oh, that's not going to happen. They would win everything not, every no, no, year. No, 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 no. Here's why that's not going to happen, Jeremy. Because the Ivy League would never have their student athletes fly cross country for game. They don't. They don't give out scholarships, Jeremy. <laughs> Athletic scholarships do not happen to Ivy League uh, players. All the Ivy League players have like three point eights and above. It's not happening. Shout out my cousin who's at Brown. Um, <laughs> that needed to be in this podcast. <laughs> um, Mitch, uh, can you read the statements from number one Michael Crow and number two Arizona State? Yeah, absolutely. So Arizona State released their official release at around six thirty or so. We're currently recording at like seven at night on a Friday. 
quote from Michael Crow. Uh, yeah, I timestamp things. <laughs> quote, we are excited for this new chapter, a move that is necessary to remain competitive in top-tier Division One athletics. We are, joining pre- we are joining a premier athletic conference and bringing with us programs on the rise, our rich traditions and history, and the metrics f- Metro Phoenix media market. We're in a good spot, and we are pleased to be with you, Arizona, and Utah. I don't know why I laugh. Close quote. I don't know why I laugh so much of him referencing you, Arizona. I, f- I thought they threw out that moniker. They, they just don't. Just nobody. It's like, we'll, and we'll get to this later. It's like how a lot of Sun Devil fans are just going to still call it Sun Devil Stadium. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but even even like University of Arizona probably hates the you, Arizona. That's why I laugh when it's it's written there in the release. So Michael Crow. Maybe it's a little soft dig at the rival. That's what I'm hoping it is. It I, a... I hope that it is because that would mean that Michael Crow is caring about athletics. Rivalry is alive and well. Yay. I'm ready for it. Um, I think that was a begrudging statement, though, by Michael Crow. <laughs> I think that he hates this. As we've seen from many reports, he's kind of been dragged to the finish line on this. He wanted to stick with the Pac-12. Uh, and, you know, I, I, I honestly can't blame him because he just he, he wanted to make it work. But, uh, yeah, the statement there <laughs> doesn't seem like he's the most enthused person in the world. What are your favorite Pac-12 memories? 2014, Arizona State takes down Arizona in men's basketball at what was then Wells Fargo Arena. That was a great game. Jordan, and it was in double overtime. Jordan Bachinski blocked TJ McConnell. Jahee Carson picked up the ball. Went down, threw it up, threw it down, hung on the rim for a little bit uh, to punctuate the victory. The place went crazy. I believe they stormed the court. That was like my first Pac-12 memory. That's like something where I like I cared about the Pac-12 because I would I was already thinking about going to Arizona State at the time, and so that that to me is probably my favorite memory. And then you know games that I've covered and broadcasted. Um, obviously, I really enjoyed covering ASU beating Oregon in football in 2019 with Justin Herbert. I loved covering um, ASU beating Oregon in women's basketball. I, I called that game uh, on on for the student radio station ASU. That's a good win. Yeah, it was a big win. It was the only loss all season for the Sabrina Ionescu. Um, Satu Sabali led uh, Oregon Ducks that, that year. Team. That team was so good. Um, and then... Uh, I'm so the Pac-12 tournaments that I've covered and the and the bowl games, the bowl game that I covered, those were great memories. I'm so glad ASU doesn't have to play Oregon and Oregon State in women's basketball anymore. Those schools just had our number, and most of the time, you'd look up and it was like 50 to 22 in the second half. And yeah, like, give uh, give the state it of was, Oregon unless it was Oregon at against ASU and Tempe. And give that, the, well, yeah, give the state of Oregon credit for recruiting some of the better women's. Basketball players in the country. Mitch. Um, it's funny you mentioned that because uh, our fine uh, digital team at Arizona Sports uh, actually asked if I could contribute something. I'm not going to read my whole thing, but I will mention I remember my parents coming down my freshman year. As I mentioned, my dad's a Stanford alum, and they came down for the Stanford Sun Devils game. And I remember ASU won, and I distinctly remember um, a certain individual that uh, was my neighbor growing up. He was that year the punt returner and the kick returner for Stanford, and he muffed one of the returns, and oh. ASU recovered it. Uh, that was uh, Christian McCaffrey, by the way. <laughs> Wait, you grew up okay. near Christian McCaffrey? Mm-hmm. 
That makes sense because his dad played for the Broncos. Exactly. Are you guys friends? Not nearly as close as we were like when we were three. So it's <laughs> that's a crazy. Long time ago. That's cr- can we get him on the pod? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't have that kind of a connection. He would not that. like me because I'm very uh, anti like running backs getting paid. Oh gosh. He's I mean, he's already gotten paid. Exactly. But I'm I'm like anti. I think that you should just draft a new running back in the sixth round every year. Anyway, I thought it was funny, and after ASU beat Stanford, I poked fun at my dad for the rest of the evening. And all of his Stanford buddies who lived in Arizona, I went to that game, too. But yeah, that McCaffrey kid turned out okay, don't you think? Yeah, he's all right. <laughs> kind of. What about you, Jeremy? Uh, I will go back to 2015. I was a freshman in college. I went on the nice bus trip to the UCLA game. Ooh. Um, the school had a trip if you paid, like, hundred dollars or something. It was like ninety dollars. You get to go to the Rose Bowl. Like I'm taking that trip too. Tailgate get, included as well. Tailgate included. Really good seats in the corner. ASU band was there. Cheerleaders were there. So much fun. That was the Kalen Balage uh game where he just dragged a bunch of players into the end zone <laughs> and they uh knocked off number eight UCLA in the Rose Bowl. No one irrationally likes Kalen Balage more than Jeremy Schnell. Because of that specific play and the seven touchdown game. <laughs> and the fact that he somehow just maintains a, a spot on a professional football team's roster, no matter. Hey, good for him. Miami Dolphins Love great. Love seeing ASU. In the yes, Olympics. of course. Of course. Where but is Kalen Balaz right now, guys? I was more of a DeMario Richard fan. DeMario Richard. Yeah, he hovers like two yards a carry in yeah, his but that, year. Yeah, but that senior year <laughs> okay. that he had was insane. Real talk. We are that, way that off topic. That trio of running backs between Eno but Eno Benjamin, yes. Kalen Balazs, and Demario Richard, that was a powerhouse. I, I, that's what I'm saying. Kalen is in uh, the XFL, San Antonio. The Renegades, right? Brahmas. Uh, mm. it's, I think it's Dallas Renegades or the, the Arlington Renegades. Something Can like I take that. a slightly off topic for just a second? We, we already all, are. It's all related. But, <laughs> um, Brett Yarmark became the commissioner of the Big 12 on August 1st, 2022. Sure. Good for him. Three months after that was when he signed the new media rights deal for the Big 12. And now, a year after that, basically, he has six new schools in his conference. He saved the conference after you yes. know they lost Isn't Texas that amazing and Oklahoma. To think about? I feel like people thought that the Big 12 was going to be the one that goes away. Because remember the alliance between the Big 10, oh my God. the ACC, and then the Big 10 literally Pac-12. stole four schools from the Pac-12. <laughs> so good. You can't make this stuff up. It's just all a cash grab. Can we just talk about how this is all a cash grab? Oh, it's totally a cash grab. And how, like, why nobody... Do ca- all, why do you think everybody bailed on a reported Apple TV streaming only deal where it would have been Because they wanted more money. As Wolf likes to say, kill your sacred cows. All right. <laughs> Trivia. Let's not take all of Wolf's. Let's be results, sentimental for a, for a second. Okay. Trivia. Who won the first Pac-12 championship in football? Like Pac-12, not, not Pac-10? No, 1916. Okay. Oh, First okay. champion. So the pack eight. Yes. Might have been the pack six back then. I don't even know. I'm just going to guess Cal. Let's say. Only have eight this options. Team, Come on. This team went 6 0 and 1. They had a 3 0 and 1 record in the conference. Say coached, Washington State. Coached by Gil Doby. I'm going to say Washington State. Washington. Oh, I was oh. so close. <laughs> Darn it. The other in, half of the Apple Cup. In 1916. Um, let's go. You were a young man then, Jeremy. In 1916. Can you guys name the last five Pac-12 champions? In football? In football. Well. Utah. Okay. 
Utah. Okay. Oregon um, was one of them. Mm-hmm. Washington was one of them. Oregon won twice. Washington won once. That's it. Well, yeah, that's then, five. Because if Utah's won back-to-back and then Oregon twice and then Washington once. Yep. yep. There you go. There you go. See, mm-hmm. we're smart mm-hmm. about recent football. I was giving you guys some trivia. I was trying to help a little bit. And then, of course, who won the Pac-12 in 1996, guys? It was the Pac-10, and it's uh, Arizona State. Yeah. I'm a Sun Devil, man. And then Rose they lost Bowl. the Rose Bowl. Uh. <laughs> What's the future of the Rose Bowl, boys? Uh, I can tell you this. Uh, Arizona is going to have to get very creative if they want to go to their first one. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's going to be. It's a part of the. It, it'll be a part of the playoff. Correct. I think it's going to be a part of the playoff. It might just end up being a part of the playoff every year instead of a rotation. Or or it could end up being, you know, a Big, Big 12 game. Big 10, Big 12. Big 10, Big 12. Look, if there's yep. no Pac-12, they obviously have to replace that one conference that is normally in it. So it's Big 10, Pac-12, but now you replace Pac-12 with who? Or it could be Big 10 versus Big 12 West, the winner of that division. Or even just make it an at-large game altogether. Yep. Really, you know, really get a variety of schools into the Rose Bowl. Like, if, if you say... it. You're having your glory year, and you're an ACC school, and you got an invite to the Rose Bowl. Don't you think that would be a great way to get some fans out from the East Coast to the West Side? I think that yeah. would be an awesome way to go about the Rose Bowl. Make it an at-large game, other yeah. than a playoff game, obviously. I agree. Before we get out of here, what's the funniest rivalry? Funniest new rivalry? I have this. I have this. That ASU. Are you ready? Has. Yeah. It's TCU. <laughs> Why? Because they just broke the hearts of ASU basketball literally a few months ago. And I'm still angry about it. So we're getting horned frogs against sun devils. Yeah, I don't think either of those are actual animals or creatures, but here we go. I'm going to say it's got to just be UCF or Cincinnati versus ASU. This is going to make no sense. I think West Virginia is so weird. It is. I mean, so weird. Okay, here's the thing about West Virginia. I can travel to that game. And I can stay with my mom in Roanoke, Virginia, and be like two hours away. That's not bad. It's not terrible. Yeah, yeah. like no, like I would, I would take do your that. Mom's car and everything. Exactly. Yeah. I could fly into yeah. Charlotte or whatever and get picked up by my mom. Like it could, I could make it a trip to see my mom to cover that game, which is so weird. It's a long trip, though. I was thinking, so I if I wanted to go to like a UCF game. I could go fly down to Miami and go with my sister, but it's a four-hour drive. So, like, still— Florida's really big. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, if you start in Miami, it takes about seven hours to get out of the state. I still have Colorado, so I think I'm good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we didn't ask. Um, some, uh, some news before we get out of here. Mountain America Stadium. Actually, I'm sorry. I, I made a mistake. It is a four hour and thirty one minute drive from my mother's place How to dare you be Morgantown. By so two hours and a half. So I probably couldn't do that. So uh, if, scratch if, that. If you're just joining us, Jesse's very bad with directions. I got it confused with like if you're the, just joining us. I, this is a podcast. I, I got. <laughs> yeah, who would skip to this part of the podcast? 
We have the four percent. Shout out the four percent that listen this far. By the way, y'all are the real ones. That was good, Jeremy. Thanks good. to our parents, basically. <laughs> no, there's others. There's others. Uh, that guy that comments on my takes. <laughs> that one guy, yeah. Who me? No. <laughs> but let me let me this this guy. Let me let me find him on shout Twitter. Him I'm gonna I'm gonna shout out this guy and on if Twitter. He doesn't if he doesn't comment that he was shouted out in this episode. You are you're going to hear it from me, Jesse. Okay, you know it's gonna. <laughs> I covered ever... I covered Diana Taurasi's ten thousand point yesterday, so I got to go reel back in my tweets. Uh... Maybe we could do a mailbag on people's reactions to this. Mail time. I mean, this is huge. So, like, for the next podcast episode, if I'm promoting it now, <laughs> he loved it. We've that. lost it. We've lost it, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I think a mailbag could be fun. Get some, you know, fan reaction to what's happened here today. You're producing on the air. I love it. Justin well, Prestergaard. Thanks, Justin. Justin Prestergaard. That guy. Shout Appreciate out. you. Shout out, Justin. He comments on my takes. All right. So it's now Mountain America Stadium. Yeah, it's built right into uh, a mountain America. A, yeah. Um, <laughs> or it's, no, no, no. I screwed that up. It's Mountain A America. Mountain A America. <laughs> That's what uh, Kenny Dillingham said the other day. That caught him a lot of heat, but I don't. Uh, he'll be fine this brings money to arizona state i'm sorry fans you can still call it sun devil stadium if you want to but this brings money to arizona state brings money to the athletic program nothing bad about this they didn't rename frank kush field they didn't take down the tillman statue they didn't take down the frank kush statue this is just overall a great move because again this could probably lead to some nil deals think about uh, get the new Mountain America debit card. I'm Trent Borgay here. I have the Mountain America debit card. Oh, you can we too. They're related. <laughs> we don't know if they have an idea. I know Trenton's got other stuff for NIL, but I know. I'm just saying I that point. I got the bicycles. Your... Oh my gosh. I'm just saying that I, I'm, I used Trenton as an example here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but just careful because they can't get paid for that stuff now. Yes, you, you could have said your name backwards and, and just like made yourself a fake athlete. This is. You should have said. Sej Nasiram? Sure. <laughs> I was just saying he could say my name is Morrison Jesse, but the go ahead. That's fine too, Mitch. Well, um, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> but, too literally. <laughs> anyway. 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 It's good for Arizona State. Stop complaining. Not everything is a cause for outrage. We don't just need to get mad on Twitter for the sake of getting mad on Twitter. So ASU fans. You know, what? You, you know what? You know what? Actually, ASU fans. Actually, you know what? This is what I'm going to say to you. This is what I'm going to say to you. Uh oh. If you have so much tr- problem with the the name of the stadium, uh, you better go to the stadium because I haven't seen you guys at the stadium all that much. Yeah. Stop outraging Ooh. about so the stadium if, that you don't yeah, go to. Yeah. If you're Ooh. outraging about the stadium, <laughs> actually go to the stadium. Sick burn. Justin. So yeah, you, really you can check out him. my rant from last year after the UCLA game. These fans better do better, especially the students. There, there's a pillow fight on the outro right now. Some dude is dressed up in Joker okay, makeup. Okay, let's cut this part out. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to do it for this edition of State of the Sun Devils. Wow. This has been a whirlwind of the past two weeks. It's and a big 12th day. Yeah. Um, Jeremy. Th- this. So we're going to talk about this a, a lot more as we go on and move forward but i just think that asu made the right choice here and just exciting times to come and let's enjoy this final season of pac 12 after dark is it back the pack i'm sorry it's not back the pack anymore it's like buckle up for the big 12 something like that 
back away from the pack. Back, sure. Does that work? Sure. I don't know. What is it going to be? Pack. It's not going to be Pac-12. It's obviously not. Is Bump big, the Big 12, you know? Big 12 you, you know, like, dark now? Big you know how, like, throw down? You know how, like, when you quote tweet yourself on a take that you got right and you say bump? Bump the Big 12. <laughs> there you go. I got it. I got it. I, I, I win. I'm out. All right. He's turned off his microphone, ladies and gentlemen. He Thanks. literally is gone. Thanks to Mitch Ferreldis and Jesse Morrison. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at AZ Sports Devils. For those two, I'm Jeremy Schnell. We'll talk to you again soon.